This week's episode of the Lo-Fi Top 5 is brought to you by Manscaped. It's bathing suit season, y'all. Sun's out, gun's out. That means you got to be on your self-care game. Enter Manscaped. Listen, the folks at Manscaped were cool enough to send us the Performance Package 4.0. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for that body shave. It's got the Weed Whacker for your ear and nose. It's got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, some toner, a pair of boxers, a travel bag. Listen, whether you need to take care of some manscaping yourself or got someone in your life who does, this is your answer. These trimmers are waterproof. They're going to make you smooth, clean, more aerodynamic for that inevitable belly flop you still do to make your friends laugh. I'm using these products myself and genuinely, I actually love them. Like way less nicks and missed spots. So much easier than messing around with razors, especially in those special bits. Uh, Manscaped is a lo-fi favorite, guys. Get 20% off at Manscaped and free shipping with promo code LOFI at Manscaped.com. That's LOFI at Manscaped.com. Now, on to the episode. I think it's time to start the episode. Do you doctor? I concur. We doctor. Concur. Doctor? Doctor? <laughs> Glad I'm not sick. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm actually really pumped for this episode. Like, super pumped. So, um, can I ask you a quick question though? Yeah. Are you really using the nose, uh, nose trimmer thing there? Cause mine didn't arrive yet. And I gotta be honest, every time I look at those contraptions, I'm convinced that like, I'm going to be the next one of those like final destination movies and my nose trimmer is going to go crazy in my nose. So I genuinely am using all the stuff. They, not all the stuff they sent yet, but, but like all, anything with batteries I have used. And the news, the nose, I've never used a nose trimmer before. So it was terrifying. And it's like this weird circle. I didn't know how it worked. And it's a very unusual sensation, but it actually did work. And it's dope. And I like it. And now I'm like, oh, cool. This is like a thing I can use now. I'm down to try it. I'm just, uh, I'm trepidatious. Is it easier than learning how to use the three shells? Way easier. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited for for all that. This is, uh, this is those times where it's like, fun things happening for the podcast and and it's actually stuff like it's you know you know what it confounds me jt is sometimes like i'm watching youtube and i notice for for like an hour every ad is for insurance and i start wondering like are there people who don't know about car insurance <laughs> is there someone out there who's like what, what is this liberty liberty what, what are we doing here you know like I, and I get that you have to sort of keep your brand alive, but it, but it's, and maybe that's why all the car insurance companies have become so funny because they know they're, what are they going to be like? You should get insurance for your car dummy. Like right. what, what are they going to say? Those so left, left. I like that we're not doing, uh, doing the car insurance, but we're doing products that maybe people don't know about and, and uh, make me look a little nicer in my, on my zoom calls. Listen, I mean, like it sounded like it, I know it, it reads like a read and it is, but to be clear, I really do use it. And like, I really have yeah. used it. And it's a thing that like, I'm so pumped. And also I'm, I'm not going to lie for everyone who started with us almost two, almost three years ago, two years ago. I don't know. Almost a hundred episodes two. ago for sure. Yeah. That's coming up. Yeah. Like it just, just the idea that like, there's a website that's a real company that has our podcast name is a discount code feels pretty dope. Like I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. <laughs> I, I agree. And and look, we're never going to, we're never going to try to schlock stuff that we're, that we're not into. And so when JT got his kit before I did, uh, which is nobody's fault, it's just sort of logistics. Uh, no, 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 no finger pointing here, but uh, I got to be honest, I got a little, a little jelly over here. So I'm excited for mine to show up and use it too. Cause I know I can't promise I'll use everything in that kit, but 
it's definitely the kind of stuff I'm down for. Oh, dude, it's nice. It's all nice. Yeah, yeah. as I say, as product yeah. people, it's a beautiful unboxing, unboxing experience, too. Like, it was actually really nice. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Very cool. So, um, the, you know, back to the doctor thing. We were going to do the doctor episode. Yeah. But this is going to be way more fun instead because we're going to go talk about... The Doctor Strange multiverse. Doc, the doc, Doctor Strangeverse. Uh, we're just going to get this right out of the way. Somewhere in the next minute or so, spoilers will start coming. Immediately. Yep. Okay, so you've been warned, and we're going to just assume you'll watch the movie before listening to this, or you're never going to watch the movie, or you don't care about spoilers. But really, if you're in those latter two categories, I, I got to be honest, I'm surprised you're even listening to this. Yeah, it'd be weird if you were listening to this and you're either of those two things. But uh, so what we are going to do is we're going to keep it in theme. We will do a five. We're going to do two top fives today. So we're going to do the top five things that we liked about the movie. And then we'll do a top five things that we either question or didn't like about the movie. We always try to keep it positive. We're not trying to bash people. Um, you know, this is not a review podcast is not what we do but we talk about movies and so this is just a really good excuse for us to talk about uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness which uh jeremy saw opening night opening night pre-open tech now i don't get it now there's like the the friday night was the opening night but we saw it thursday night and it was yeah i don't understand how any of it works anymore i saw it this week though so i've seen it more recently so there's a little bit of bias for me which might be helpful but we'll see my, I also saw a 9.45 p.m. showing, which if you throw in, do the math on those previews, and uh, it was it was a little late. So I actually had to ask JT to, to oh no, I asked, I asked Jeff to remind me some of the final plot points of the movie so I could remember it. I couldn't remember how some of those beats went. So this will now be last warning. Spoilers are coming. Spoilers are coming. So uh, I don't. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll ask you is, do you have Shawshanky things for this? Like, do you have anything that's like the definitive best moment that you think is not worth talking about? Or, I mean, we'll talk oh. about it anyway. Uh, no, no, I didn't go down that path. Do you? Yeah. No, me neither. I, there was kind of one where I was like, eh, I could probably make an art, but I'm not. No, I just want to talk about everything. Yeah, let's let's talk. And I, I do have like a, a, a micro game, but it's sort of a not in our top five, but a little discussion for us to have together. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves to the task on something. Okay, I like tasks. Uh, this week it's my turn. Question mark. Tis. Yay! Cool. I got it. So does that mean you'll do? Yeah, I was gonna say. Are you gonna do like a dislike and then a like and then it's my turn or? How do you want to do that? No, let's let's start with we'll go back and forth the whole time. We'll do things I liked. We'll just do five things I liked on each side, and then we'll go into the things I didn't like or questions or whatever. Sounds good. Cool. I have a feeling that some of this stuff is going to wind up being sort of duplicative, so we'll just we'll figure it out. But that's the fun is we always surprise each other too. So sometimes it sounds like we're not prepared. We actually are prepared. We just don't share. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing we will have three overlapping likes, and I'm guessing we will have possibly one overlapping dislike. We might have more, but it's hard to know. That's a harder realm. That is harder. All right. So I'm going to start with the one that I think is probably it has to be on your list too. So the multiverse cameo, what I what I refer to as Illuma what? Because that was one of my favorite lines in the whole movie when he's like, you're going to go see the Illuminati. And he's like, the Illuma whaty? I just thought that was hysterical that they added the whaty at the end. So if you haven't been on the internet or you haven't seen the movie, you should have stopped listening. Right now is your last warning. And then we're not saying it again. 
holy lots of cameos in this other universe. John Krasinski! John Krasinski, Patrick Stewart, Lashana Lynch, Anson Mount, Haley Atwell, all in one scene. All just jammed in one scene. I mean, it's. I will say this much. I cared far more for the characters as cameos than the actors. Like, I thought, I actually think Krasinski could make a really great Reed Richards. I think that's a great pick. But at the same time, you could have a lot of different people in that outfit and I'd be pretty happy with it. Like it was more the, the seeing Reed Richards in the, in the four uniform was gorgeous. Yeah. Right? It was so cool. It was so aggressively cool. I just feel like, and, and like I wasn't prepared for it entirely and then they did it. And then there was like the space for professor X and you saw the, like the, just that little side view. You saw his silhouette rolling or floating out, I guess. Which is very neat. Like that whole thing was very much like a yeah, I'm here for this. Thank you, Marvel. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. The it it's it's exactly the example of really good fan service. Yeah. Right. The scene and and actually I'm gonna talk about this in the dislikes too. The scene's not that long. Um, so it's enough for us like who are into this stuff at a different level to just like truly have our geek out moments, have a lot of fun with it, notice like Oh, it's the uniform from this series, and it's yep. Professor's, Professor X's chair from that thing, and like people can go all the way down those those rabbit holes, which is what I like about fan service. I think if you're going to say, "Oh, you're the big, biggest X Men collector on the planet," cool, enjoy this moment because we have like na- like we are using Professor X eight thirty eight, who in this episode you know, X Men seventy three published <laughs> in nineteen sixty four, yep. said this phrase. We lifted that like. That's what I like that they do so well. And um, I like seeing Monica Rambo as Captain Marvel because yep. I'm sure there's a lot of universes where that, that's what happened. I thought that was brilliantly done. Uh, the, 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 but it was really the characters. It was really the costumes and et cetera. That was my, uh, my happy moment in that scene. Yeah, and two of them got pulled from what ifs, which not to say that it wasn't already a done thing, but like that's just a cool sort of nod to the cameo thing is what if. I just thought that was really dope. By the way, crazier trivia is so Sam pointed this out. One of the two is Captain uh what, what Captain what do they call her? Captain, oh, Captain Carter. Captain Carter. I don't know if you noticed this little bit. She spoke with an American accent. I you know what? I actually thought of that while I was watching it. I'm like, oh man, this is different. Like, cause she's she's a Brit yeah. in the original thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's not the Coach Carter, uh, Coach Carter, Captain Carter from the What If episode. She's yet another. And I just thought that was like, Sam pointed that out. I was like, oh, so cool. It's so cool. So cool. It was so cool. All right. So are we sharing that one? That, that was a share. And it was also my, when you said Shawshank, the reason I wouldn't have Shawshanked it, since you added, since what went through my head is simply put, No Way Home did it just a little better. I agree. That's right. Totally agree. Yeah. Although, like, it was beautifully done here, but if I got a Shawshank one, No Way Home's uh, a little higher on that on that list. I agree. Okay, so then my turn again. So do you want to flip into a... Or you want to stay with the likes the whole way through? Yeah, let's run with the likes all the way through. All right, buddy. All right. So my next favorite thing, without question, and it might have been my favorite thing in the whole movie, not for... Just for, like, geeky me personal reasons... Dude, Zombie Strange was so fun. I loved Zombie Strange. Like, dude, just like the whole like resurrection thing. They actually did the hand through the the thing when his hand comes up from the grave is so cool. And then he 
just turns himself into this like winged he was winged with all of these demons. It was so like it was all of the horror Sam Raimi. I'm like, yep, all yep, I want all of it. I was giggling with excitement in the theater when that happened because I'm like, this is so stupid. I love this so much. Like I just liked it so much. To me, that was what you said, right? Like that to me was the actual biggest Sam Raimi. That was like Sam Raimi, a Sam Raimi flex. That was because that was basically a scene that could have easily been an army of darkness. You know, it's, it's clearly seeing what the guy can do with all the modern CGI, especially. And if you have never seen, by the way, army, army of darkness, it's, it's evil dead three. It's technically a horror movie, but it is basically as much a horror movie as this was like, right. You know, there's a couple of ugly things here and there, but it's not disgusting. It's very watchable. There's not too many jump scares. Um, but I think that movie is a really good, like if, I think that's the ultimate, like you got to see that to understand Ray, the way Raimi wants to tell stories Yeah, and seeing what he can do now, geez, 30 something years later yeah, it's nuts. with all the effects at his hands. Ah, it's great. So yeah, yeah straight zombie strange was good. Zombie so good. Was good. It was one of my favorites. It's actually funny because, the what if with zombies I didn't love and the what if with like mega strange or whatever, or ultimate strange or whatever that, that incarceration, incantation, incantation, incantation. I don't know now <laughs> that version of him <laughs> was, uh, what like, I thought it was brilliant, but I like this use of sort of both of those, um, stories into one character that I thought was really clever. Yeah. I loved it. So you had Zombie Strange. I'm going to go with mine as Crazy Powerful Wanda. Okay. So I thought what was so great about this, and 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 it'll, although it will come up later in our in our discussion here today, was seeing what do we do when we're just going to give her all the power? Yep. Just and I apparently again I was I, this was after me in the comic book uh, reading phase of life, but apparently this is based on uh, a limited series where. You have this ultimate Scarlet Witch who is just unstoppable, like one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and goes a little insane. And I really liked that they let her flex so much. I also really liked the 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 motivation of our bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard me say this on the cast a few times. The best of all of these movies, in fact, most best most movies, is plausible villain, plausible villain plot, plausible motivation. Like where you don't sit there like, oh, they're, you know, Dormammu being the other end of the spectrum. Right. right? Like Doctor Strange 1, Dormammu, eh, it was was fine, but it was the least interesting, you know, bad guy wants to consume universe. Okay. Right. Like, right. Like this is the, I just want to be with my kids. You know, this is a woman who has lost her husband, right. Then lost her white Android robot version of her husband. Right had fake kids implanted in their memories by another witch took over a whole town, you know, and it comes down to like the most simple motivations. She fell in love with her own fictitious children, I guess, and wanted to see them. Like, it's great. You can't, cause you can't poke a hole in it. You can't like, she went crazy because she wanted to see her kids. That's your story. I love it. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I, like the, it was a very human movie for how yeah. fantastical it was, but all of the motivations through it for most of the characters I thought were very human, which was fun. Like that was a, it was a cool thing they did. Yeah, well said. Thanks. All right, so I'll stick with Wanda. 
so the basically Wanda versus the Illuminati, even though it's not a particularly long scene, but it's actually it's it's almost the same. We're almost sharing this. Just like her full badassdom with like it's just nuts. Like that whole scene was like because it's so cool, right? Like you've got her against this like collection of otherwise not mostly not explored or not known to us in on Planet Six One Six movie people, right? Like we don't know these people, and so it was just awesome to watch them all kind of rage against each other and then see her, as you said, just really sort of be unstoppable, like a full, like full scale, full force. You cannot stop this person because you look at the original, they do that whole little superhero lineup, which is great. That's fun fan service to a certain extent. Right. And you're just like, Oh, it's four on one. They're going to crush her. Nay, nay. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think they built to that. I like that you brought that up because I think they build to this really well. Like the first few times we meet Scarlet Witch, She's she's strong, but you know, stoppable and yep. limited. And then our next real moment with her is taking on Thanos in Infinity War, you know, which and, and then and then she does okay. And then she takes on Thanos in Endgame with motivation. And we see she's taken on Thanos, right? Like she yeah. had him. Yep. You know, he just had a big ship of full of full of guns. Yeah. Right. And now here we are. One more time later, and now, like, basically nothing can stop her but herself. Yeah, it's basically, like, fully actualized Wanda, and it's just, like, a whole different animal. And it was dope, and that scene was dope because you kind of got to see this other version of an Avengers thing sort of happen in a really short moment. It was kind of nice. It was just, like, a fun little thing. She sort of pulled a Nick Cage. Little little Nick Cagey. Yeah, sure. A little bit, a little bit. All right, next for me is, I, I wrote this down, I called it the multiverse zoom through. Oh, I have, we're going to share this sequ- one. Yeah, so that sequence when uh, America takes them through like nine multiverses in about three minutes, mm-hmm. it's very short and it is absolutely stupendous. Oh. The ideas that come through those very short few minutes. And I also noticed this, I did have a couple of issues with some of the CGI later in the movie, but I thought in, in particular there, I was transported into whatever these these realms might be. It was outstanding, like in every way. Yeah, we'll share this one. I called it universe hopping. And, and the ones that really stuck out to me, so the cartooniverse was hysterical. Oh, like like so an good. Out, loud, out loud laugh when that happened. I was so excited. The paint universe was nuts. And then they make reference to it later in the thing. It's hard to eat. That's very funny. That block shape face universe thing was nuts. This was like the best. This is this is Raimi when you're like, hey, do something weird. And he crushed this one. Like this version of CGI and flipping in between and kind of like flexing in and out of the portals and all that stuff. I mean, it was really, really interesting to watch and just like a boatload of fun and like beautiful it was beautifully done because that's the thing where if if that was hokey it would have been really 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 hard to watch and instead i would watch that two or three minute loop probably if i'll probably watch it like five to ten times when it first is available to me just so i can actually get a handle on all the different universes that existed because it was so cool right i'm sure there's some wiki page already that's like oh i'm sure and 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 already has like the numbers of the universes yeah of course of course the other stuff 
Yeah, paint universe. Let me tell you, someone with some turp- turpentine man is is just a real problem. Real there. bad guy there. Real bad guy. Uh, so wait, do we share that? So this is back to me. Back to you. I think we're going to share this next one. This is my next product prediction. I think. Uh, I think I'm going to. I believe I'm getting this right because I went and watched the YouTube. Uh, Zochi Gomez as yep. America Chavez was everything about that was perfection. Perfectly cast, perfectly acted, perfect character. I, I mean, she was great. So that's that's my next one on this list. Both I'm now I'm I'm doing the both her the actress and her the character. Okay, so her the actress thumbs up. Her the character. I'm going to give you a thumb in the middle, and we'll talk about it in the things that I had questions about or didn't like. Okay, fair enough. I, she uh, was great. The actress is great. I'm super psyched. I'm super psyched they set her up for this because like she's got stay power. Like this is this yep. is an awesome character. She's really, really, really talented actress. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm here for you. I have a butt though. No problem. <laughs> well, let's 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 address that. Let's hear the or is this actually one of the dislikes? Or it's one of the dislikes. Little, it's one of the dislikes, mix. but let's no, let's, it's a dislike, but we'll just do it now. So here's the thing. As a character, right? She gets thrust into this world. You immediately know that she's being chased in the first two. Which, by the way, that first chase scene was a was awesome. Like that entry, yeah. that came in. The movie came in hot. I was like, oh man, like this is a two and a half or two hour movie. I'm like, it's starting fast. So I wonder how we're going to pace this for the rest of the movie. By the way, uh, but she was amazing, with one exception, one glaring exception for me. A big part of this movie is that she doesn't know how to control her power. Right. And at no point, right, there's one punchy, punchy scene where she punches that polycarbonate whatever and it breaks and then she breaks out with, you know, in in the 838 world. And then in the end, she does this hand thing that sort of looks like a Doctor Strange hand move and just opens a portal and transports them exactly where they're supposed to go out of no, like with a little bit of a pep talk about, oh, don't worry, you've got it. It was too fast. That doesn't work. Like this girl has clearly spent her entire life portal hopping and jumping by accident. And then all of a sudden she just does some Power Rangers hand thing and she could just absolutely just teleport them perfectly. No, I need her to fail two or three times throughout the movie. I need them to have one passing conversation about harboring magic and how it works. There's got to be some kind of setup or make the, make the movie two minutes longer. And have her fail a couple of times or have like Dr. Strange put his hand on her neck as a zombie strange. And then she figures out, I don't know, do something smarter than I get it that no superhero has ever gotten it. There's a whole school for Charles Xavier has for this purpose exactly, which is that you need to learn it. And then she's been through a hard time and she's 18, 16. I don't know. And then all of a sudden just wham. Oh, I get it. Hand movement, rave kid, 1990s portal. Nah, I don't buy it. I think that's a fair fair comment, and and it'll. I think I'll address the solution to that with one of my nitpicks because I think okay, there's a there's a there's a shared aspect to this. Uh, so I like I I agree. I think it's a fair point. It's it didn't annoy me as much. It's funny the one like that that annoyed me in the MCU before was actually all the way back to Avengers one when Hulk goes. Uh, the secret is I'm always angry. I'm always and, yeah. And it's like, wait, so you do have control over the Hulk? Because you didn't like four minutes ago. Right. Right. Yep. It's like that to me. Um, but for whatever reason, I didn't. it didn't bug me in this case. But 
as you said, it's like, yeah, that, that could have been, they could have, they, they easily could have tightened that up. Yeah, that, that's my big complaint. My big complaint is that it would not have been a hard thing to fix. Like, I actually think audibly in the movie, I went, ew. Like, I think I like out loud was like, oh, ew. <laughs> it's like, that's just too lazy. Like, fix that. That's a two second fix. Fix that. Nice. All right. So my final thing I liked, well, I liked a lot more than this, but um, the entire battle for Camartage was, I thought, really, really, really well done. Like the whole, basically it had like big Game of Thrones vibes, which makes sense, right? Like it's just a big castle and a bunch of people defending a castle, except there's magic and stuff. Um, but the whole like rolling blackness and then she shows up and then you go and meet, it had like, it pulled from all of these other, like, you know, I don't know. It made me think of game of Thrones when he and her are speaking to each other. It made me think of like, uh, William Wallace and Braveheart when they used to go out and meet each other. Mm. Like there's all these really cool little nods to other how battles work. And then the way that they sort of had her infiltrate, which was through people's head, Again, right. her actualizing all of her power and being able to not only manipulate her universe, but others. It was like the first time for me in the movie where I was like, oh, they're making her like scary, scary. <laughs> like yeah. I thought she was just going to come in and throw fireballs and whatever. And they're like, oh, no, she's going to manipulate. It was cool. It was a really cool way to pull that together. And then also in the actual thing where she figures out how to handle her reflection. Holy horror film, Batman. Like, the, again, that was Raimi all over it like right. climbing out of the ring. It looked like the girl from the ring. She like breaks herself out of the ring and she's all, or out of the mirror and she's all broken. It was cool. Like it was just really yeah. cool. And that all the daggers that came up and she, I don't know the way she figured it out. It was dope. I, I, I like, actually I like that scene more than I thought. Now that I'm talking about it out loud. You, you know, it's funny. The movie was so, and I'll talk about this in, in a different area, but there was so much that happened in this movie that I had sort of forgotten about that moment until just now. And you're right. It was one of the best moments of the movie. Like, so good. It it hit, again, one of Raimi's strengths. And it managed... Look, they had always said this was going to be sort of a horror movie. Yep. And which, which, you know, you know me. At first, I was like, ugh, I don't, I don't know if that's what I want. But I, I also always had in the back of my head, I'm like, but it's still a Marvel movie. And there's no way they're going to go so far that it's like... They're not going to do like a Deadpool where it's like, right. actually, this is not for kids, right? The MCU right. is like an eight plus. And some of those eight pluses are did not sleep well that night for sure. Oh, for sure. You know, like my middle kid does not like seeing spooky stuff in theaters. We got home. I'm like, you should never see this in the theaters. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't sleep for a week. Um, on, at home on Disney Plus where you can pause and turn it down from time to time. We'll do fine. Right. But what I liked about that is that they basically turned Wanta in, in that scene in particular, basically just into a monster for a yep. few minutes. Yep. Right. She, she, she was actually less monstrous. She did monstrous stuff, but she, she was less monstrous later. I right? in that little moment. They let her be like this creepy blood on her face, weird limp, like all those things that sort of creep you out a little bit. You yeah. Know? Liked it a lot. Yeah. Nice. All right. My last like, although I, I sort of have a sixth, I'm just going to give a shout out to after because I cheat. Uh, my last real like, though, in a word, Wong. Yeah, I actually, yeah, just yes. All right. Oh, he was so good. I mean, 
I, I think like Wong is is could probably carry a movie if, or at least a, a Marvel series. I, I could easily get a six episode, The Adventures of Wong, the Book of Wong. What the Book of Wong? I so as a, it's it's on my almost made the list of things I don't like. Is there just wasn't nearly enough Wong. I, you know, it's funny. I had that note too. I was like, I kind of wanted more Wong, but the truth is. Considering it's a supporting actor and a, yep. and a smaller role, I think every bit of Wong's screen time was precious and perfect. And if I had to choose, I would probably stay on the side of a little less instead of a little more. Okay, you that's know? fair. That's fair. It's interesting, by the way, Wong has now showed up in all of the last, like Wong is now the the the, the thread line of like the past six, five movies? Six Something movies? like that. Yeah, he's in all, yeah, he's had a good run. He's yeah. And you know, Sam and I got into a conversation about this last night. So I, I'm gonna pause this for just a second. The first 18 movies of the MCU, or is it 19 movies, if there had never been an Infinity War and Endgame movie, now obviously they would have had to reduce the the end credit scenes with Thanos, but if there hadn't been the end credit scenes with Thanos and there hadn't been those two movies. They were all sort of shared universe. There were some overlapping stories, but there was not actually a driving center plot. Right. Right. Everybody says that all these movies built to to Infinity War, they did and they didn't at the same time. If it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you needed them to have Infinity War, but you didn't need Infinity War to have them. That's right. I think that's perfectly said. That's perfectly said. And so I'm looking at the, what's going on in phase four and Sam's like, it's just like phase one was just everything's bigger. Yeah. Right? Each story is kind of its own. There's a little bit of the heroes know each other and they sort of dabble in. But Shang-Chi's had nothing to do with anything. Eternals had nothing to do with anything. Spider-Man's been more of, again, that glue. And so is Doctor Strange. It's like they're the two like arcs that are going through from one from, from the first entire phase to whatever's coming next. And so what I like about thinking about that is, you know, the more we see Wong and the more we see multiverse stuff dipping in its toes is like, we keep talking about Secret Invasion or Secret Wars, uh, sorry, Scroll Invasion or Secret Wars and some of these other potential threads. I'm hoping it's Secret Wars. It's feeling like this leads to Galactus and the Beyonder yep. pretty straight up. Yep. But if it, again, if it doesn't, and this was just an entry in, in some other arc, I'm cool. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So what's what's your one shout out? Because th- this leads very well into my one of my biggest pet peeves in this movie. So the shout out is, and I it just didn't quite make that same cut. Is I thought because I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to credit Crazy Wanda, but in reality Elizabeth Olsen's acting in this movie was oh, unreal. She was brilliant. She was brilliant. Like I, I know it's just a comic book movie, and I know why people are defending them, and I'm on the side of defending them. But if there was ever a time where I've seen an actor in a comic book movie transcend the genre, it's Elizabeth Olsen right here. Yeah, it's her in this and it's uh, Downey in Endgame are the two performances to me that stick out as like, oh, no, that was acting, acting. Like, forget the whole popcorn movie. Like, they should be nominated for stuff. She crushed this role. And she had to place, like, the dimensionality, like, no pun intended, that she had to have throughout this of, like, the different versions of herself even. It was nuts, dude. She was really good. Yeah. All All right. So onto the disses. Here's the thing I don't like, and it leads very well into what you were just saying. So 838 is dead. Long live 838. The, the, the idea of Planet 838 and 616, it's it's 
it's a big thing. Like it's a like not to get too nerdy, but like it has a lot of meaning to it. And so they introduced okay. this world, and they introduced, by the way, the dopest lineup of potential characters ever, and then killed them immediately. All right, so I have Illuminati stuff too short. Is that are we talking about the same basic thing? Sort of, but I would take it even further. Like I okay. actually thought this is that would have been a really cool way to spin up a whole new franchise and a whole new story. Like not just too short movie, make a movie. Like make it so that like listen, she literally stretch Armstrong's read in the first. Like he's dead. There's no conversation. He dead. Correct. Right. Yeah. They're all dead. Like now we can't go back to eight three eight. They did. That sucks. Right. <laughs> um, I'm less bothered by that because of the notion of infinite multiverses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, sure. But eight three eight's like a big deal. It's kind of like a Pixar. Like you know what I mean? Like that's the number. Like eight. Like you know, Planet eight three eight is a is a thing in the comic books for a long time right. in lots of ways, and they just basically shut that door permanently. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, okay. I'm kind of okay with it. Okay, got- that's fair. I hear you. I hear you. So, uh, but I will. I will piggyback immediately with the. I felt that the Illuminati stuff was too short. Like in an era where they're making really long movies, and they have enough time to really go into Rachel McAdams' character and backstory, which I respect them doing, and they don't usually do it in these movies. Usually, yep. get more like a Darcy from uh, from Thor. Yep. So you know, good on them for that, and especially because she's a great actress. But I would have taken five less minutes of her and five more minutes of the Illuminati doing cool stuff. Just what doesn't have to be action. Just doing st- could have been anything. It could have been cleaning up. I don't really, I don't really care. But like, if I had to pick and choose from this movie again, I think it's probably a more humanizing movie to do it this way. But I just wanted to see Reed do more bendy stuff, and I wanted to see Professor X team up with Black Bolt a bit. Like, I just wanted a little bit more of all that. Um, and I gotta say, the I, I wanted I, I would have liked to have watched uh, Monica do a bit more Cap, uh, Captain Marvel stuff. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I love I love the leave them wanting more philosophy on doing stuff, but this one I I, I think they could have given me a few more minutes of the Illuminati. Yeah, and maybe actually in. In reflection, maybe if they did that, I'd be more okay with the fact that they just shut the door on this so fast. Because it just felt right. so – it was literally under five minutes. I'm like, that wasn't even a fight. Which, by the way, is a central plot of the movie is that Wanda's unstoppable. So I get it. Right, right. But I don't know. It just – it felt – yeah, I, I was I was left wanting not in a fun way. And the fact that they closed the door now, I'm like, now you can't even do something cool with it in the future because you killed them all. They're dead. They're all dead. Yeah, they could – it's, no, man, well, she cut she yeah. cut Captain Carter in half. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's yeah. dead. She's dead, dead. Like right, but the, I'm just saying is that there's another. There's I know, there's Earth, I know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your next one? All right. So my next one is I just want to talk about the CGI for a minute. Okay. There there were moments in this movie. So as we talked about the universe hopping thing, wild, so good. It was it was beautiful. Um, Zombie Strange, super, super good. Amazing. But then, then there was like all these other moments where I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't look right. It like, it looked sound stagey. It looked like, it looked like CW CGI. I was like, what's happening right now? I, I felt that was, um, that the Comertage scene 
to me was the most obvious of that. I was like, is this the pre-post-production version? Like it just didn't feel polished. So that's not so that there were moments in that that were really good and the moments in that that didn't look good. The one that looked the worst to me was actually when they had Zombie Strange on the roof. That roof, literally, that whole <laughs> sequence, it read like they basically just hung up a poster behind. It was so bad. I'm like, why does this look like garbage? Like it looked like garbage. Not just like, oh, that's not the best. I was like, no, that looks like crappy. <laughs> yeah, there's. I'm convinced there's something going on with Marvel and and a new form of CGI tech or something because what I agreed and uh, well, without trying not to spoil Moon Knight, so I won't say anything about the plot, but there's a scene that involves a boat. We'll just say there's a big boat thing in the show. That's fair. Okay. The big boat. I mean, that to me was like a 1998 CD-ROM video game. Yes, you know, bad. And so... Given that they have effectively infinite budget to do these things, I'm just assuming that either they're investing in some kind of new tech that's doing things different, faster, cheaper, something, and it's not perfected yet because it's sort of inexcusable, especially after watch, especially after like Endgame and um, No Way Home, which yeah. both of whose CGI was just bonkers. Well, dude, like even this is such a small nitpicky thing, but like the 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 bots that walk strange to the illuminati they were flawless like the way they were moving i i remember like in in the scene i was like watching the way they moved and i was like oh my god like it was real like they're the, like sentinels they look like the ultrons. Baby sentinels. yeah the ultrons right yeah. that's it ultrons it was crazy i'm like dude they're perfect Agreed. they looked yeah. perfect it was great it was great and then there's like these other scenes where i'm like you guys can't figure out a backdrop i'm like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> like, yeah there's, there's definitely something hinky going on there. Yeah. So I think I'm going to f- pull from that into my next one. The not enough multiversing. Mm. So yeah. we had floral New York. Right. We had the destroyed place where the, uh, what was it called? There had already been the incursion. The incursion. Yeah. The big scary, just the big scary castle. Yeah. There ha- And there was 838. Yep. Or is A38 not the flower? A38 was not the flower one. Oh, now I can't remember. I can't remember either. So so my only thing was, I think if you're going to show us like comic book land and paint land and all these other things, I think I think there could have had a bit more of that overall in the movie. I felt like they sort of did the, here's a whole bunch of multiverses. We are blowing your mind. And now we're going to send you back to a slightly different version of Earth. Yep. And I think they could have easily let spent more time in a few more of them because, and this will be my final point when I get there, some of the action sequences really could have happened anywhere. So if you're all CGI anyway, it's not costing you more to make another world up. Why not? Yeah. I, yeah, I have, I have no arguments. That's great. All right. What you got next? So this was, this is a sneaky one because it's actually a thing that I liked. But it's a thing that I don't like to. You're so cheating. You're so Whatever. cheating. I learned from you. Bruce Campbell is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. And I just, I wish it was clearer as to why. I don't know. Like, it was so fun. 
and it was so neat and like, you know, whatever. But I, I don't know. I kind of felt like wanting again. I was like, I wanted that to be a bigger scene or to like be one of those weird scenes that accidentally has dramatic impact and influence on the movie in some way. You know what I mean? Like, I wish it was more than just an obvious, like him and Sam Raimi are like really good friends and that's like well known. So like, right. cool, but also, I don't know, be cleverer. -er. You know what I mean? Like, don't just be like, hey, there's a guy who makes pizza balls and we're going to make him punch himself. Like, do something weird. Do something weirder. I'm down with that. I think it could have been fun to make him be Ash. Just bring him on back. Yeah. Uh, why not? There's no reason you can't have Ash in the multiverse. Right? He's a person. There's no, there's no reason not to. The other thing that would have been interesting is to have made him the same character he was in Spider-Man. Because he which, was a, he had a cameo in Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 which would have been hilarious. Oh, that would have been... I didn't think of that. See, that would have been great. Yeah, been, I don't know. They just... Yeah. I feel like they could have done something... What they did was a lot of fun, but I, I also think it could have been even more fun with very little effort. Agreed. My next one is a touch-off, actually, endgame... I think this movie brings in a new slight problem, which is now we have what I'll call the multiverse cheat code. And so your point about 838 not existing is, is fair. And what I don't like is we now sort of have through America Chavez, hey, we're going to go get Reed Richards from this universe. We're going to bring back Black Widow because we can and she's over here and she doesn't like it over there anyway. So might as well bring her somewhere she's happy. Right. You know, like I, I, I don't think they will. I have enough faith in especially Kevin Feige to not do those kind of things, but it is sort of a bit of a cheat code, right? It's like we can do, we can pull stuff from wherever we may need to. Right. And it's related to my other overall Dr. Strange level cheat code, which is why aren't they just sling ringing anything they need to destroy? Like, right. Why can't they just sling ring the middle of her body and she breaks in half? And that's like, like there's sort of that always. So it's sort of a two in one kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Between the sling rings and the multiverses, they can sort of do anything, but they don't. I'm like, mm, pick a lane. Yeah, I think that, like, I, I thought about this. Like, they're going to have to make America Chavez, they're going to have to cap Captain Marvel her in a big way, which is like, she's unfindable most of the time because otherwise she just shows up and it's just like, just punch that dude into another dimension and problem right. solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Feige won't let that happen. But it's a, it is a problem for sure if they do abuse it because that would suck. Sony would do it. Sony has done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. What's so my, uh, next for you? My last one. Uh, I'm going to steal a line from Mickey Mouse. What happened? You only have one. Wait, you only have one more because I have two more. Uh, I only have one because I we did the America Chavez one in real time. You're so smart. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. So my, my big my, this is my big complaint with the movie, and it's not a complaint, and I get that why they did it this way, but the whole like what happened to Wanda thing, like so she just brings the thing down on herself and she kills the book, and that that apparently killed the book in all the universes. So apparently our universe is the universe that actually had the book created in it. Cool. But then they did this comic book thing, which is like, she's dead. Wink, wink, wink. We don't know because sometimes people just come back from the dead for no reason. And I feel like given that this movie was actually about her and him, it's just titled Doctor Strange. This movie's a shared film. Like this is sure. about the Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. Th them not putting finality to this 
either make her dead or show the little rubble rubble thing red light comes from the from the the rocks and the rubble and then fade to black. I don't know. I feel like they really didn't do a good job of of putting finality to basically the other main character, which right. I fully understand why they do it. The ambiguity is fun, but she deserved I honestly think the character deserved better considering how important she was to this particular film and just to the universe. Like now you've got this fully actualized person right? Like she's crazy, crazy dangerous or good. I don't know. That's part of the fun. And now we got to like sit around and wait. I don't know. It just felt kind of like cheap. Okay. That's fair. So then I guess I have two more. I'll go back to back. The first one, and it's a general problem I have with a lot of movies, especially superhero ones, just a little unclear on what the powers are and like how they work. And when they run out, like, could they have just been blasting each other with light rays for for a day? Like, did what mattered and what didn't? You know, it, it's a it's a it's a constant thing. It's like I, I always maintain that you need a way of telling the audience how powerful everybody is and how hurt they are at any given time. Like, it's think about it like when you're playing a video game and you're up against the bad boss and you see the massive health bar at the top. You know what you have ahead of you. you know, you know, it's like you're just grinding it out, whatever it's going to take. I felt here, especially actually at the moment when she fought Captain Marvel. Yep. Where I was like, I'm not, you know, it's just not clear. Were they both channeling 100% of their energy or not? Like, it's it, it, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, when totally you have good. near infinite power, it, it's, a, it's the only big nit I have with anything related to Thanos and Endgame is like, he has so much power that cost him nothing to use that... that he really shouldn't have been able to lose. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was my first one, the unclear powers. And then this is my biggest issue of the whole movie. Uh, I don't know if this is a problem or not a problem. So it's my last. It's the, so this movie doesn't have a three act structure. It does not have in fact any structure. It's sort of a long chase scene in a lot of ways. It's more reminiscent to me of Fury Road than almost any other Marvel movie. There's some parallels to Infinity War, which again, I think work very well. Infinity War is, is like a two hour action scene that just has multiple like st- settings. Yep. This does a lot of that. It starts like you get on the train and you do not get off until you're, until you're, you know, you stop in Camerage, you stop in A38, you stop in the, this place, stop in that place. What I, what I like about, I, I don't mind that they bro- broke structure. I have no problem with that. I think it's, it's, it's great to explore different ways of storytelling. What I specifically don't like is I didn't really feel like there was any, like they could have had sort of infinite more or less action scenes and had the same story, mm. right? Like they could have inserted a whole other world and had a whole other battle there with a whole other thing and then move to the next one and had a whole nother battle and a whole nother thing. And then it's, it was almost like what, like a video games levels. It's like, they just inserted as many as they chose. I didn't feel it was quite as deliberate and structured from its own structure as I would have wanted. There was, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. No, it definitely does. Right. Like, so they're, they're on a, like if they had just created a whole nother sequence between one, world stopover point and the next one, then it would have just been a longer movie. And I didn't feel like there were some of them that mattered and had impact. 
and some of them that really didn't. So, you know, it, it left me like two thirds of the way through the movie. I remember actually I, I was, I was seeing it with my buddy Jeff and I remember leading to him. I'm like, so a, there's no structure in this movie. B, I think I love it, but C, I'm already seeing things that sort of didn't really have consequence to them. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's interesting. That's interesting. Cause it, it does. Oh man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to really phrase it. Cause it like in some ways, because there isn't a structure, it could be seen as bloat. Some of it could be seen as bloat, but then also if they made it more of it, maybe it's not bloat and it becomes more consequential. I don't know. Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. I have this as a, you know, I have a question mark here cause I need to see it again. Like that's my one conviction. Sure. It sort of reminded me of, of Tenet in the way where I feel like there was so much more happening that I wasn't noticing that if I had known going into it would have made following it different and interesting. So I definitely want to see it again and try to get to my own conclusion. Like, did I like that they did all that or not like that I did all that? I just don't know where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely want to see it again. I definitely do want to see it. I mean, I definitely need to see it again. That's Yeah, that's interesting. I heard some people say that what's funny is like I thought this movie was three hours long. It's not. It's like barely two, which for them it's is two, not, just not long. That's not that long. No, it's great. Yeah, it was good. All right. So there's one thing I want to bring up and then I want to do final thoughts. My one thing I okay. want to bring up for you, and I can't believe you didn't bring this up, and I can't tell if it's because you think it's cheesy or maybe you forgot about it, but like, but it also plays well with the what exactly are your superpowers? So the music note scene. Oh yeah. Like what I, was that? I almost text you during it because for those of you who don't know, Jeremy loves the score of films, and there was like they were using like really classical music, like big pieces. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay. So all of a sudden, I thought I had a different understanding of Doctor Strange's powers where I'm like, do you need a physical object to use to throw or can you not just create any object you want? Is this a choice that you guys have made to do like, is this a, is this like a Supreme being dance fight? I don't know what's happening. It was very, it was cool. I'm like, this is cool. But I was also like, why? (laughs) It was the pitch perfect moment of, uh. Of Dr. Strange. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. So again, to the point of there's a lot that happened in this movie. Yeah. It was, to me, that's one of those, This they could have cut it entirely. Yep. They could have expanded on it. It was gorgeous. It was fun. It was I so cool. seeing it. Yeah. But it also didn't matter. It could yeah, have it, just been light ray beam blasting at my face, you know. Yeah, it was just one of those things that was a choice for no reason, but like it was it was cool. I mean, the strange strange v strange you have to have to set up the effects of the book and the end and all that right. stuff. But ha- fighting in classical music it was so unnecessary, but was cool, but why? But cool, I don't know, it was weird. Maybe maybe they got the epic rap battle guy to come uh, do some some a quick rewrite for them. That would be hilarious. All right, my last thing for us is I, I and I know we're getting long, but we got seven movies to run through very quickly right now. Okay, let's do it. They are to be ranked: Iron Man two, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Thor two: The Dark World, GOTG two, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Spider Man: Far From Home. Those are all the sequels. Or part twos of the MCU. Okay. Where does this one fall? Ooh. Well, it's funny because most of those are not my favorite ones. So 
Um, it's funny. They're better on the third time. But so uh, Far From Home is the oh. best. Far From Home is the, the Mysterio one, just so we're clear. Not Oof. the multiverse one. Let, I, let's do the other version of this. I think Ant-Man 2 is the worst. Yeah. Followed barely by Thor 2. Thor 2 is bad. Thor 2 is bad. Followed probably by either Iron Man 2 or Guardians 2. Guardians 2 is worse than Iron Man. Okay, so then you got those. And now I think is where you end up with like Far From Home and Ultron. Yeah. And then I think you have Captain America Winter Soldier above both of those. I do. Although I, th- I actually liked Ultron more than most people. I actually thought Ultron was pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I think it's got a few moments that take it way, way further down than it needed to be. Sure. I think it was close to being great. And because it didn't hit great, it sort of hit eh. Okay, that's fair. Uh, which I would say similarly to Fire From Home, by the way. Fire From Home is almost great, but just a couple little little moments. Well, it's so, the whole drone thing. I take a lot of issues the with. Drone, yeah. <laughs> in fact, it was just on some video I just watched was the, was the first scene in Venice and like, Watching all these huge amounts of water fly, fall, fly everywhere and fire. And it's like, what about all the people and the physical sensations of all this? It right. happened, right? Didn't yeah, it? Nuts. Anyhow. Yeah. So I'm putting Doctor Strange 2 somewhere in this kind of area. I haven't fully baked it in yet, but I think it's in that top. I think from the part twos, sure. it's definitely a top three. It's definitely, yeah. So I would, fast ranking now thinking about it, I think... Winter Soldier is probably the best, actually. Probably, yeah. I think Winter Soldier is probably one. And then I think I think Strange is probably two. With a, It had a lower ceiling than both Far From Home and Ultron, but it doesn't have any of the huge swing and misses that both of those movies do, right? This movie okay. was about as good as it could have been. And I think, by the way, high praise. Like, it's still, I really enjoyed this. I'm excited to see it again. Like, it was super interesting. I loved that there was no, no three-act structure. I love that this was the first, like, magic movie they've made. It's always superhero movies. Right. This was a magic movie. It's a different kind right. of movie. Yep. yep. Like, entirely. Yeah, this is two. This is, it's, it's Winter Soldier and this, and they're probably pretty close. I think that's a fair fair assessment. I think I'm, I think I'm on the same page, bud. Yeah, I think I'm, and for me, three might be Ultron because even though there's two particular scenes in Ultron where you're just like, Ugh, the whole drone thing in Far From Home is just unforgivable. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that I think I'm I think I'm gonna lock him in the same. I think my top Captain Winter Soldier, Multiverse Madness, Age of Ultron. Yeah. All right. Look at us go agreeing and stuff. Hey, <laughs> we do from time to time. Time to time. Uh, but I, I definitely have Ant-Man 2 as below Thor in my world. I think it's Thor's Thor's a wreck, but Ant-Man 2 has some unforgivable moments. Yeah. All, the thing that I like about Marvel is all of the movies have redeemable moments for me that made the movie worth seeing. Because yeah. Thor, Thor 2 is the is Cape Blanchett, which is like... No, no, no. That's, that's Ragnarok. That's Ragnarok? Which yeah. one's Thor 2? Thor 2 is... Um, the Christopher Eccleston as the dark, oh. dark elves. Oh, brutal. Yeah, that's right. No, oh boy. That might be, that's bad. I That one's so bad I forgot it existed. Mm, it's tough. It's tough between those two. <laughs> They're not good. Neither's good. Nah. Neither's good. Um, all right. So with that said, 
uh yeah man this is fun we're gonna i want to do this more like when big movies like this come out we'll do this if you guys have any like ideas as to things that you'd like us to do about this let us know if we ruin this movie for you because you listen through even though we told you a thousand times there would be spoilers you know whatever you should see it anyway it's still worth seeing even if you know what happens it's still worth seeing spoilers (laughs) 